Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Homeless people have no legal right to pitch a tent in public property in the capital, according to the Dublin City Councillor, or Council Chief Executive Owen Keegan. Mr Keegan defended the council's record on tackling homelessness and said there was an unattractive and enormous enthusiasm for highlighting rare cases where there were failures in the system. Certain people seem to make a living out of highlighting these instances, he says. Now, he's talking about, of course, homeless campaigners who go around and take pictures of county councillors removing tents from the city centre, to only to criticise them. The council recently drew uh, criticism from some politicians and homeless activists for removing seven tents from the banks of the Grand Canal. And the council said all the tents had been empty, some for several days, and their occupants had moved on or moved to temporary perm- or permanent accommodation and just left the tents there. Speaking at a public interview with the Lord Mayor Hazel Chew on Friday, Mr Keegan said he believed the policy of removing tents from the city centre's uh, streets was the correct policy. I would be personally of a very strong view that you have no legal right to pitch a tent on public property. It's not good for you and it has all sorts of adverse impacts on neighbours, etc. He went on to say um, circumstances might be different if there was a lack of beds for homeless people, but there are plenty of emergency accommodation beds and there are a range of different accommodation types available, he said. There is a choice of emergency accommodation available and if you were offered emergency accommodation, I think it is not unreasonable that you would be uh, you would be an expectation that you would take that and avail of it. And obviously not pitch a tent. Uh, there were occasions, he said, where people... Uh, failed were failed by the state services and he said uh, the entire appropriate people would draw attention to failures in service provisions but you sometimes get the impression that people are really uh, enthused about undermining the service. Look, he goes on to talk about the homeless figures and by the way, the data from the Department of Housing shows there were 8,313 people including 2,326 people in emergency accommodation during the week of January the 21st and 31st. Uh, ironically enough, that's actually, uh, the figure has dropped quite substantially in the last year and a half even with COVID. Overall homeless figures uh, had been falling since March 2020, uh, the start of the pandemic when there were 9,907 people in emergency accommodation. But I want to know what you think of his comments today. The fact is there are people who choose to sleep rough rather than use any services. That's the point he's making. And we've heard that from so many outreach groups uh, that help the homeless. If it was illegal to sleep rough, they would be forced to use the services. That's the point, I suppose, that he's making. But maybe you think he's wrong, by the way. He calls homelessness and, you know, pitching a tent unattractive. Unattractive. Uh, and he also talks about the fact that, you know, it has adverse effects on neighbours and, I suppose, businesses in the area. But would you have a problem with a homeless person sleeping rough in a park outside your house? For all those people who condemn Owen Keegan today or who condemn the council for removing the tents and say, oh, my God, poor homeless people, and now you're taking away their tents too. That's an insult. For all those people who say that, how would you feel if they moved across the road from you in your public green area? And pitch their tents. How would you feel then? Urinating on the ground, leaving their, you know, the sanitary products lying around, etc, etc. How would you feel about it? Would you be okay with that? Would you be running out feeding them every day? Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. Donal, you're on Classic Hits. How are you doing, Donal? How are you doing, Enjoying the sunshine. Well, you're not. I am, anyway, actually. Here's the thing. You know, yeah. you just don't know what the weather's going to be like at the moment because it's quite deceiving. You walk out, you see the sun shining, but it's still a little bit nippy. Now, I'm a cold creature, mind you. Ah, would you stop? Jesus Christ. Ah, my mother always said I was a cold... I was... I, <laughs> my mother always said I was a cold creature. The sun is splitting the rocks 
and and you're giving out. What, okay, what, what's the? T- are you in your t-shirt, Donald? I'm in me. I'm in me shorts. Uh, you are not. Year. You are. I wear shorts. Anyone that knows me will tell you that I wear shorts. Yeah, my son. My my son does that as well. I don't know what the yeah. story is wearing shorts all the time. You must be freezing. I could. I'd be freezing. I tell you, the only sad thing, I, when I look up at the sky and I don't see any planes, that, that, that kind of pees a bit off a small bit. <laughs> well, you, you know? there, is, there is some, but just not very there many. It, it's, yeah. Do you know what? When, when I, because I, I, obviously I drive past Dublin Airport every day, right? But mm. when I drive past and I see a plane, it's like being a child again. It's almost a level it's of sure. excitement, isn't it? Look, oh, it look is. at that in the sky. <laughs> 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 Getting back to the homeless, uh, Donal, yeah. I mean... Look, we've seen more of it, particularly in Dublin. And I know Cork had a bit of it as well there during the year, too, where people were pitching tents illegally in public spaces. Um, yeah. You know, Owen Keegan says it's unattractive. And there's no well, reason for it. Again, now we have a civil servant that's telling the truth. And he's one of these. He's, he's probably hounded for it. And I wouldn't even be surprised if he ends up apologising for it. He's, he's I don't know. Owen won't apologise. He said stuff like this well, before and he's never apologised. Well, fair play to him, and I think he did right. But yeah, no, do you remember last year, Owen, Owen came out and yeah. said that there was people who were claiming housing were gaming the system. Yes, so, exactly. Yeah, so in other words, he, he, he's not behind the door about what he says. No, we're heading for, we're heading for um, a society now where you're telling people, you're telling people not to for themselves whatsoever. That's, yeah. exactly, that's exactly what's going on here. Like, this... But the thing that's coming out, the left are saying everyone should have a constitutional right to a house. Mm. So where is it going to stop? Like, what went wrong with going? I want to see politicians in this country, and I'd love to see a party in this country that stands up and says, "I'm going to represent the person that gets up out of bed and goes to work." Yeah, bed. and that's that's fair enough. And most of us should get up out of bed, get a job, and buy our own bloody yeah. house, right? But and pay our own yeah. rent. There are people in society, Donald, and you know and I know, yes. who have social issues, mental health issues, drug, that, I- drug that, issues, it, alcohol exactly. issues. Yeah, and they, they can't do that, unfortunately. Exactly. And I, I'm, no fan, I'm, not, I'm no fan of the government. But it's, you can't blame the government if somebody is, is hooked up on drugs or hooked up on alcohol or something like that. You can't blame the government for that. Like, yeah, but, really the, yeah can. but you can't. You're right. You can't blame them for it happening to a person. But yep. people will put the blame on the government when they don't have enough support systems for those people to to get help or get better again. But 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 how how, how much support systems do you do you really have to have now? Like what well, what should be done in this country is you take unemployment. What I would do in the morning is, and when this country gets back to normal, and like and I'm convinced we will bounce back. You need to offer every single person in this job, every single person in this country, a job, and make it eleven euros an hour minimum. Right, and if you don't take that job, that's it. You get nothing. This cracks are just pumping money into into unemployment all the time, mm. and that's what's going on. Right? You know, there's no encouragement for anyone. And let's face it: the amount of people that's turning down houses is criminal. Because I can't when you, when you say turning, you, oh yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I want to live in my area. Yeah, that's yeah. that's going on as well. Right? You, like, I put this here: if you're homeless and you get a hotel room. You should be criminal about that. Yeah, but that, that's, a, that's a very new... I mean, that's only in the last 10 or 15 years that you've people turning down a council house because it's not in your yeah. area. I'll give you an example. <laughs> my, my mother and father 
uh, came from the Liberties. So my father was from Rialto, yeah. my mother was from James Street. And I'm sure my mother would have loved to live near James Street, but they yeah. took a house in this new area that was being built outside Dublin, which was Edenmore. Now, Edenmore, by the way, is part of Dublin, right? It's exactly. actually only five miles away. But at the time, that would have been considered miles away at the countryside, right? But they took it because that's what was available. And they moved people out of the city in Dublin Corporation into these houses around the suburbs. But nowadays, that seems to be unacceptable that you don't do that. I have solutions to, to the housing, housing crisis. One big solution is I have a son, the older son, he's, he's working full-time, and he, he, his woman is a secondary school teacher, okay? Yeah. They can't get a mortgage, right? Because they have to have saved so much and still they're paying rent. Now, they've got their mortgage. They can afford, the mortgage would be cheaper than their rent. Yeah, no, they I know, get, yeah. They, my, my son is in the same house. Yeah, my son is in the same situation. The house of renting then can go to somebody that's looking for a house. And, if you, and the other thing, I, 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 I may be wrong in this now, but I think some people are getting up to 1600 1700 a month for the government to pay their rent. Well, no, well actually, is, no, they get more crazy. than they, Well, depending on where you live, they get more than that. In Dublin, I think the highest rate is somewhere up around 1800 that, Under the HAP scheme you're talking about, yeah. Disgraceful! It's disgraceful that you give somebody eighteen hundred euros. Yeah, but that's been dictated by landlords because because we did have rent allowance going back a while ago. That's nearly gone now, Mm -hmm. but very few people are on rent allowance. But what happened was you had a rent, say, of eleven hundred was the average rent in Dublin going back, say, ten years ago. Now the average rent in Dublin is somewhere between sixteen hundred and two thousand. So the council, in turn, had to increase the HAP scheme so as people had somewhere to live. Now, when you're talking about pitching tents in public areas, this, I mean, this is going on years in this country, if you go back to the travellers. It's, 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 it's become more... Although you're talking about the travellers, of course, yeah, there was laws brought yeah, in but, against but, that. But, yeah, but they were allowed to put their caravans wherever they want. There's no politicians that's willing to come out and say what they actually think. But we did. Because no, I we brought in. Ma- I was was it Mary Robinson or Mary Achilles? Mary Robinson, I think, was the one who signed the bill uh, in relation to travellers not being able to park on public land. So yeah. we we did stop that from happening many years ago. Although I know it still happens, but we. Well, still going on now. I know it's still it's going. Still, on. It's still going. On. Okay, but but, but, but in saying that, but now you have members of the settled community as well pitching tents on public land. Oh, you have, and and it should be stopped. You should have no right to do it whatsoever. Is that, a, no is that, a, but is that a callous view? Because there are organisations out there, NGOs, who are, because as you know, homelessness is an industry now, and, you yeah. know, who are constantly highlighting, you know, the impact on the homeless when you, when you burn down their tents or you get rid of their tents, not that anybody should ever well, do anything well, like I, that, by the way. You, you, hit the, you hit the nail on the head. Homelessness is, is an industry now. It is an industry now. And there's charity organisations out there making an absolute fortune of it. Absolutely. There's absolutely. more, there's more yeah, homeless charities now than there ever was before. Yeah. There was like, I, I don't think you, you'd be throwing away good money after bad, giving money to one of these charities. Well, the government are funding most of them. Yeah, well, I, do you know why the government do it? Because it takes a bit of pressure off the government. If these charities are out there feeding them and these charities are helping to support them, it takes the pressure off the government doing that. Well, I, I don't think anything is ever going to change in this country until you bring in that, that people have to better themselves. There's no excuse. I, I left school when I was 14 years of age. i done damn well for myself because I worked hard. And I still do believe that. Look, we have two choices. You can be a socialist or you can be capitalism. Neither one of them. Capitalism is fantastic, but I think it's better than socialism. All right, well, look, I have to take a break. Thanks for that, Dole. I have to take a break. You can text us. The number, by the way, is 087 188 That's 087 188 Is Owen Keegan right? 
is these people are these people who pitch their tents on public land is it unattractive and there's basically he believes there's no reason for it that there is temporary accommodation available they should be in there and not in a tent for the, by the way at a canal or anywhere across the country be it in Cork, Limerick, Galway, Clare Kildare or Dublin for that matter let me know what you think the number is 087-188-008 I remember I got a couple in the car a few years ago and they were sleeping under the M50 up there famously where for 8 years and they were moved to emergency accommodation I think it was by force I'm not too sure but anyway they were moved to emergency accommodation but they said that they had never got a cold or a flu or sick when they were under that M50 for 8 years since they moved into emergency accommodation they're constantly sick just to say that cheers pal so the text coming in there's a tent outside Debenhams and Patrick Street in Cork for the last two months a man was spotted getting out of the tent last Wednesday and to do his toilet on the street with people passing by by taking photos of him uh, doing this pure this is pure utter shame uh, I, I, so a lot of people are agreeing with O'Keefe what he actually says he said it's unattractive they've no legal right and he talks about obviously homeless organisations basically going out I suppose opportunists and taking photographs of these tents being removed by the councils and saying they're perfectly right removed and that there is other options for people who are in tents and they shouldn't be in tents let me know what you think. Uh, is he le- being a little bit unkind by saying that? Or is he wrong? Is he not having empathy? Or do you believe he's absolutely right? Let me know what you think. The number's 087-188-008. Malachi, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Malachi? Good afternoon, Niall. Uh, Malachi, in relation to what Owen Keegan said, is he right? Well, of course he's right, but that's no reason why he won't be savaged by the, the trendy liberals, you know, who are involved in all of these so-called causes where... Well, Owen has been very honest with his words in the past, uh, but, by the no, way. As you well know, honesty and uh, reality are two different things in this country. You can't, you can't speak the truth anymore. And, the re- I mean, if you look at the, the increasing amount of people who've decided, because they're strung out mainly on, on drugs uh, or alcohol, um, to live in tents, because they don't want the responsibilities of paying rent, of... You well, know, they, they don't have to pay rent. There is accommodation no, out there for them. Yes, but they don't even want the responsibility of, of managing a household or a home. They want somebody to come along and feed them, which they do in abundance. I mean, we must have the best-fed homeless people in the world. You can go down through the centre of town any evening or any night of the week and be fed from... Is, 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 that not, is that not a bit unfair? I'd rather be sitting at home at a table, you know, eating me ribs and chips than, you know, being out on the street relying on a soup kitchen to feed me. Well, firstly, they're not relying on the soup kitchen because they're getting sufficient from welfare to feed themselves, right? And they decide to bang that into their arm or whatever. Well, not, they, not, they, every, not on. everybody on the streets is Many of them are on drugs and alcohol. I agree with you. And many have mental health issues or social issues. I understand that. There is nobody in this country starving, right, because of the state. They're, if they're hungry, it's because they're, they're misusing the, the allocation of money that they get for nothing, right? If you go into town and just watch the people that are queuing up, there is no way those people are dependent on that. Once, once you create a supply, the demand will fill to create that, to, to, to match that, right? And we have them people, you know, uh, getting hundreds of millions or, or certainly tens of millions from the state in funding to run NGOs and organisations. We have more organisations dealing with homelessness and we spend more on those organisations than we do on actually dealing with the problem. And if you look at who some of the biggest landlords now are becoming in, in this state, groups like Threshold, Focus, Ireland, 
uh, De Paul are all buying up apartments and properties around the country, which they will own, that they're using my money and your money, Niall, to buy because the government is giving them the money. But, we yeah, won't but, it, but is it not for good reason that they're trying to make life better for individuals? And I'm giving you the alternative argument that there are a lot of people out there who say the old style hostels, uh, they wouldn't go into them because they're too dangerous. Because unfortunately, a lot of the individuals that you talk about, yes, they're on drugs or they're, they're alcoholics. I mean, you know, Maliki, for one minute, if you were homeless, would you like to be sleeping in a hostel in Dublin? I wouldn't. Well, well, firstly, you know, to end up homeless. And I've had people in my family who've been homeless be- because of their addictions, right? But they have used up every family bed and every family home that was available to them. You know, it's a long road to get to, to the point of destitution, right? yes. And, and I, well, I don't think it's destitution. I think it's a, it's a choice that, that people end up making. And you can't really complain if you're going into a hostel strung out that the fella in the, in the, in the room next to you is strung out as well. Yeah, you but, know, but, but a lot of people, a lot of people say I won't go into a hostel because I'll come out without my shoes or I'll come out with a knife in my back. Well, 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 nobody has come out with a knife in their back. There may have been people beaten up, but they're generally being beaten up by their own people. Yeah, but who's their own people? They may not be people they know, but they're people who are also on drugs as well. There are, yes, and most of the fights are over drugs, right? But what we're doing now is we're taking what social housing we have, which is owned by the people, and we're giving it to so-called non-profit organisations or charities, which are all effectively private businesses who are there, who have a board and a CEO. There's not a CEO in this country of a charity on less than 130,000 a year. You know... Now, there are. There are. Now, Malachi, with the greatest respect, I, I looked at the figures there a while ago. Yes, a lot of them are on that kind of money, include, uh, on top of that expenses as well. But there are other CEOs of charities who are on a lot less than that. Well, not, not that many of them, I wouldn't say. But there are, no, there are some. I think, I think to say there's not a, a CEO of a charity on less than 130,000, that's an incorrect statement. There are. Well, I, I would say that the majority, the majority of, yes. of, of the ones who are particularly dealing with homelessness and all of that are on very significant salaries, at least twice the average industrial wage. Okay, well, do me a favor. Stay, stay there for a second, Malachi, if you can. And I, I completely disagree with that. I think if you go work for a charity, the clue is in the title. Uh, you, you should be on a, you know, I'm not saying you should be on a minimum wage, because obviously they want to get somebody good who can run the charity uh, and do fundraising and all that kind but, of thing. But, a bit of marketing, but, they, but they should be on a decent wage, but not 130 grand. But, but now, Malachi, just stay there for a second. Let me just go to Anthony as well. Anthony, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Anthony? Hello, Niall. Uh, Anthony, you heard Malachi said completely agrees with Owen Keegan. It's unattractive, it's unnecessary, and there's no reason or no legal right, and there's no reason why somebody should be in a tent uh, by the canal, for example. I am a debutante phone caller on your show. Thanks very much indeed. I appreciate your call. I listen to your show when I go for my walkies in the evening. And the show's usually good, but I get annoyed when I hear you talking about homeless people. Okay. To be honest with you, when I hear you talk about homeless people, unlike today, you're a disgrace. Um, inhumanity. It really, it really annoys me. Okay. Um, make the point you want to make, Anthony. You're not happy. Well, I'm, I'm, by the way, all I'm doing is reading out the comments no, no, of Owen no, Gagan no, here, no, but no, go on. No, no, I just stated, apart from today, you're making sense today to, uh, to be respectful. Well, well, I can't make sense all the time, with the greatest respect, Anthony. Okay, well, I want to know what the issues you feel. Let's not deal with your opinion of me, and rather your opinion of the topic in itself, of the comments made by Owen Keegan, which Maliki, by the way, agrees with. 
again, prior to today, uh, when you well, can talk we talk about, about can we talk about can we focus on today, Anthony? No, and, just, and I don't want to go into history. Lesson. No, just not just just in five words. You mentioned this before uh, at the, the the tents in in, in the park and yeah. they they were taken down and it's it's now illegal or something ridiculous. Um, I hear that shows you know repeated a few times that that was disgraceful. So hopefully you won't go there again. That that's that's past. That's okay. Gone. I don't even know what you're referring to, but let's focus on what we're talking about today, Anthony, if we can. Okay, the Maliki boys on there. The, the Maliki boys always on your show. He's a bit of a know-all, and um, as you more or less stated there, his points disgraceful. Own Keegan tents across Dublin are unattractive. Yeah. Own Keegan boy looks wise. And opinion-wise, is un- unattractive. People do not choose to be intense. It's not a nice way of life. I, as you stated previously before as well, like myself, you wouldn't be able to, I wouldn't be able to be homeless. I have a sick stomach. I wouldn't last long. Uh, people don't choose to be in, living in a bloody tent. They do. Like, people they, make a lifestyle choice, and that leads people, them down that very path. Close. Now, Another thing about a show, sometimes on a show, there's three people talking at the same time. My that's advice, a, that's, it's a phone-in show. That's the, the nature of the yeah, show, Anthony. It's just my, my advice to you, because I listen, listen to the show when I go in, in the Yeah, evening. yeah, well, with, the, with the greatest respect, Anthony, you know, the, the whole purpose of the show is that people can debate an issue. No, no. So you disagree with Maliki, Maliki disagrees with you, so he is allowed, he does have a right to reply to you when you make a statement that he has said and don't agree with him. That's the way the show works. But again, people don't choose to be intense. That's uh, you, well, that's your opinion. Just, no. Hold on, you made a statement. Let, let's deal with the statement you made, right? And I think it's an important statement when we're talking about this particular issue. People, well, hang on, Anthony. People don't choose uh, to live in a tent, right? And that's the statement you made. And there are many people, including Malachi, who believe, although you don't choose to live in a tent, you do choose your lifestyle. I think that's the point Malachi's making. There are so many people out there that... Um, do you want to address that? have circumstances in, in our lives. It, 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 they're, they're not all on bloody drugs and alcohol, right? Um, homeless figures are around 8,500. There's about 3,000 children not unemployed, as you say, because you, you, you always say this. They're not, un- they're, they're, sorry, they're not unemployed. They're not homeless. They're in emergency accommodation. They haven't. There's about 3,000 children. Who don't have a house, a place they call own, home. Yes. their own home. Yeah. That's the terminology. And, and by the way, I, with respect to those children, because unfortunately those children are put into that situation by parents, not by themselves and by a state who maybe fails people. Maliki, let me, if you can address the point that Anthony, make, Anthony has made, just very quickly because I have to go into a break, nobody chooses to be homeless. Well, I totally dispute that. Um, and many of, the, many of the people who are in, even in a homeless accommodation, many of them are single parents. Many of them have left many. Tr- generally fairly good family homes and believe that they'll rise up quicker on the, the housing list. This was before last week's nonsensical announcement from McEntee, um, that they will get on to their own house much quicker. But, you see, we're continually running this country for the benefit of minorities, whether it's the, the couple of hundred people sleeping in tents, or whether it's... Uh, but is it, but, isn't, but isn't that what you have to do? That you have to support people who fall between the cracks? Isn't well, that what you're supposed on, to yeah. do? Isn't that what a government's job is? But, but what, what we're doing Everybody else is, is fine, we just get on with it. We're widening the cracks so that more and more people fall through it because of what's available. Ordinary decent people shouldn't have to walk down, for instance, Henry Street and fall over people in the middle of the day sleeping in tents. That shouldn't happen in a normal, vibrant city in the very centre of it. 
you know, there, there's something wrong with a society that allows that, and you have all these do-gooders and, and, and people complaining that the council comes out and cleans down after them and takes away the rubbish. That okay, well, well, let me just put that very quickly to Anthony, if I can. Actually, do me a favour, Anthony, stay there because I have to take a break and I'm going to put that question to you after break, and particularly in relation to businesses who have to deal with homeless people sitting outside their businesses every day, and that issue has come up before. Stay there, please, Anthony. Uh, uh, the number is 087-188-008. Maybe you, do, you agree with Anthony? And you believe it's not a choice. Maliki believes it is a choice that you make these lifestyle choices. All right, I want to come to Paul in a second. But just quickly, Anthony, if you can, just before the break, I mentioned to you, how do businesses or how do you feel about businesses who complained on a regular basis about people lying in their doorways? They've even got to the trouble of putting spikes up to stop people lying in their doorways. And the point Maliki says that in a, in a vibrant city, leaving aside COVID, when we do have tourism, the last thing we need is tourists stepping over homeless people who are begging on the streets. Nobody wants homeless people living in doorways, whether it's businesses or people like me who are, who are, who are human beings and who think of, you, of, 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 the, of the homeless point of view. Instead of the Malky boy who thinks about the, uh, the business point of view, the corporation's point of view. For example, um, the Disney store got their little barrier up there in recent months. Now, when I go for a walk in the evenings, I used to go, walk, go for a walk in, into town and out. I didn't run out, to be honest with you. And from my experience... I saw about two people living in the Disney, Disney store. Um, doorway. Doorway is the word yeah. I'm looking for. Um, but two people in about a year, to be honest with you. Right? And they got their barrier up. The George Hook boy said there, when this, this was being covered at the time, oh, that they're urinating X, Y, and Z. No, M- many, of them, many of them do. May, but maybe they don't. Those particular right. two don't. But many of them do. The Disney store, he was talking about. Yeah, so, okay. Well, I, I don't know about the, the people at the Disney store, but generally speaking, a lot of businesses have complained in the past that when they arrive in the morning, that it is uh, uncomfortable for their staff to have to step over people in the doorway who have urinated on the ground or done other things, including yeah. needles and stuff like that. And, you know, I've witnessed it myself, Anthony. When I walked mm. up South Anne Street one day, there was a group of homeless people. One was holding the other one's arm and wrapping something around their arm while the other one was injecting something into it. That's, this is the middle of the day. That's that's not acceptable in a modern society. It's, it's, it's not acceptable from, 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 from any angle, but it's commercial. Uh, okay, but but, but is or, it, but is that not what Maliki's saying? Or human? No, Th- there's, there's no Mal- reason for that. Maliki's talking from one side of the angle, I'm and you're talking from the other side. Yeah. Human angle. But like, okay, well, let me just very very quickly because I want to I want to go to Paul as well. Maliki, I'm going to come back to you in a second. Stay there, Paul. You're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Paul? Oh, sorry, Paul. I didn't switch you on there. I do apologize. Sorry, Paul. Go ahead. Hello, Niall. How are you? Uh, thanks for uh, taking the time to listen to me. Um, first time being on the radio, so I appreciate it. Thank you very much indeed for calling. Okay, you no. you you were homeless for you've been homeless for the last three months. I, I have been, yeah. Um, I, uh, just trying to sorry, I'm slightly nervous. Um, uh, yeah, no fault of my own. It's just I was I was in a house share before. Yep. And uh, I was living with uh, four other people. A few of them were, they weren't Irish and whatever. And because of the COVID-19 day at the league, and because of what happened, I was told it was no longer viable for me to be in uh, that particular house. So right. I basically had nowhere to go after that. Now, I'm, I have a partner and I have a daughter. She's five in April. Um, uh, we are together, but we're not living together, if that makes any sense. And it's not any of that cohabitation. Yeah. Um, so I, I just, there was a few things I was listening to there. Like, Sorry, but know, I'm not big nosy, Paul, but just to, to clarify, are you separated from your partner? 
No, no. Okay. No, I'm not separate. No. Okay. Um, we're not married or anything like that. We're, just, you just can't afford to live together. Is that is that kind of situation? We no. Yeah, that and other things, but it's fine. Everything is fine. Um, okay. I just in relation to. Like, and and I so, I, I'm sorry for interrupting you, Paul. And I, it's just to kind of yeah. clarify, I suppose, where your partner and your child are they living in a house? Uh, yeah, provide... she has her own house. Okay. Um, yeah, it's rented accommodation. Okay. It's a house with a garden, whatever. Okay. Um, and is the, that is that currently being funded, say, under the HAP scheme or something like that? or? It is under HAP, yes. Yeah. Uh, but that person is, is working also because it's allowed under the HAP uh, scheme. Under the HAP scheme to earn a certain amount of money, yeah, of course. Yeah, Yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, she's a hard-working mother. Um, okay. But we even brought her daughter to school this morning. Um, so you've nowhere, anyway, you've nowhere to sleep now? No, I do. I do. I, I did stress that in my text on the, the WhatsApp. Yeah. Um, I do. I don't want to mention where, if, if that's okay with That's you. okay, yeah. Um, it's just that the lifestyle choice, I didn't make a choice to be homeless, and I was actually homeless. I physically had nowhere to go. I don't, my parents aren't from where I am, and there was an impossibility of me staying with, say, my siblings. I have uh, two brothers and a sister. That wasn't happening. So um, I literally became homeless uh, uh, by default. Um, it's not a lifestyle choice. Uh, I don't have any addictions. Uh, I do smoke, unfortunately. And did you, where, when, when you say you were homeless for three months, did you ever end up sleeping rough? Yes, I did, yeah. And I, I had actually contemplated one, uh, a few years ago when I used to walk home, because we had a house like together, and uh, I went, geez, I wonder what it would be like to sleep there, or what type of tent would I need to Paul, in? the problem I have is, and I have no problem with you per se, by the way, and I'm sorry your circumstances you know, are, are difficult sorry, at the moment. No, it's, it's actually okay, don't worry. It's, it's no, no, okay, but, but when you say you slept rough, what is the reason... Or is there a reason why you can't sleep in the home that, you know, is being rented under the HAP scheme with your child and your partner? What's, is there a reason why you can't do that? At the time, we had fallen out. Okay. Yeah. Only, but, but that's a circumstance as such, isn't it? By yeah, this, you know what I mean? And I, and I get where you're going, but like, it is a circumstance that the state can't be responsible for that. Absolutely not. No, no. They're not responsible for that at all. Because the state are providing, you know, for yeah. your family as such. But um, I did try to um, to make you know to mm. make amends or whatever. But yeah. um, uh, thankfully now everything is okay. Good. But um, it's it, you're absolutely okay. correct. It's okay, but, but to do with the state. Okay, but just let maybe just because I've only got a minute left, Maliki. Just very very quickly. Okay, Maliki. The point Paul is making is that not everybody's a junkie. Not everybody's an alcoholic. Sometimes there are circumstances where people find themselves temporarily uh, disconnected from society and end up living in a tent or sleeping on a park bench. Yeah, but then why should that become my problem or, or the people who are paying for all of this? Why should it become... Why well, should the, it be because, my we're problem? Part of, because we're part of a society. Hold Maliki. on. No, the, the caller has, has said that he broke up with his partner. Yeah. And the at logic the time, of at what the time, he's at saying the, there... At the time, yeah. He had and the logic of that... And, and she's in a property that we're already paying for. So the logic of what he's saying is that we should provide every individual with a property. And I don't I think that's sustainable. That. I don't think that's because, what he said. I mean, no, I don't think that's like, what he's saying. No, I know, no, Malik, with the greatest respect, he's not suggesting for a minute that the state should just give him a house because he had a row with his missus, right? Well, that, what that, he's saying is, what he's saying is that not everybody can be lumped into the same category that you're lumping them in, or that Owen okay. Keegan might be well, lumping in. You see, you will find, and I don't want to be getting into his story too, too much because no. we don't know it, yeah. but... Had he no parents to go home to if this was a, a, a short breakup? Had he no friends age, to stay Marty. with? You know? Sorry, sorry, Paul? 
I'm 42 years of age. I I, I was uh, self-sufficient at 10. Excuse me, I was self-sufficient at 10 years of age. Um, we were taught to be self-sufficient, unfortunately. But you weren't self-sufficient if you didn't have somewhere to live. And if you were already no. getting a house. You see, this is the problem. The majority of people okay. out there who get up in the mornings, as, as the earlier caller said, and go to work when they're allowed, that's, that's, provide uh, for themselves, that's, that's are self-sufficient. Okay. If the okay. state is paying... Hold on. If the very state very is quickly, Malik, because I'm going to let Paul respond to you in 30 seconds. your property on HAP or whatever other way, then you are not self-sufficient. Okay, very quickly, Paul, have 30 seconds. Go ahead. Okay, um, uh, my partner works very hard, okay? Uh, she has uh, three children. Uh, where She was entitled to that, um, and she works. It's Absolutely. all about board, everything. Oh, no, I don't think anybody's suggesting for a minute it's not, Paul. But I think the point that Maliki is making is that if you're not self-sufficient, and at the time you had her out, or you weren't self-sufficient, it's not the responsibility of the state to look after you in that circumstance. You're absolutely correct, Niall. Uh, no, it wasn't in that particular circumstances. It's just the way it went. Yeah, but I think I think the point you were just making, I'm sorry to, to be very brief, and I'm sorry to be rude. I don't, I don't mean to be rude to everybody cut them out, but I've run out of time, is that not everybody is in the same circumstance that Maliki described earlier on who might be on drink or drugs or, or have a social issue. Well, mind you, it is a social issue, I suppose, if you had a party with your business and you, you can't go back to the house or whatever. Anyway, uh, thank you, Paul. Thank you, Anthony. Thank you, Maliki. Uh, and everybody else who got involved in that conversation. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.